Late Night Conversations Late Night Conversations Monday to Thursday 10pm till midnight SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. The time now is 35 minutes after 10. You are with me, Patricia Nongulegontuli. We are speaking closer conversations. No, not yet. Later, closer conversations. Now we are speaking social conversations. So I did say earlier that we'll be looking at the ban of alcohol and the social impact that it has on our community and on many people who are who are within the industry, the alcohol production or sale industry, about one million jobs as it stands right now are at risk of being lost because of the immediate ban to alcohol under the lockdown uh, conditions. And to speak to us about this, we've got Laki Ntimani, who is a national conveyor for the National Liquor Traders Council. Laki, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Patricia, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. I'd like to remind everyone that you are more than welcome to join in on the conversation. Perhaps you own a liquor store or your restaurant has a liquor license and this has caused you to downgrade on your staff or you're a cashier at a particular outlet or you work for the breweries and now all of a sudden you had to stop work with immediate effect um, under these current circumstances. Please do call us in. Let us know what your challenge and your plights are. The number to dial is 0891104207 or you can call 0117144045. If you'd like to SMS us, you can do so on 41391 or WhatsApp us on 0614104107. Like, one million jobs with immediate effect had to cease. Let's talk about the impact that this particular ban on alcohol has had since the lockdown uh, resumed in South Africa? Patricia, it's been very tough. And, 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 and what's compounding with the problem is that uh, during the first uh, uh, lockdown period, um, the one that started on the 26th of March, thereabout, uh, we, we didn't have about 8,000 taverns coming online on the operations of the 1st of June, meaning that we lost about 8,000 taverns. Um, in the first lockdown. And if you look at that number and you look at the number of people that work in a tavern, typically you get about three people working in a tavern. So 8,000 by three, that then takes you to around 24,000. It's a big number. And those people will then uh, obviously be supporting their families, either as breadwinners or, or core breadwinners. So it's a huge concern for us. And, and we are not looking good as well uh, in this current period. We anticipate that, you know, at the end of this lockdown, we might be seeing a, a decimation of the tavern industry, as it were, uh, where almost 50% of our taverners will not be able to, to operate. And we've been talking to Wendy Alberts from the Restaurant Association of South Africa, and they're sharing the same sentiment. And we've also been speaking to the Liquor Trade Association of South Africa, led by Sean Robinson as well. And the situation is similar across the liquid traders and the manufacturers are also feeling the pitch, so it's a very big concern for everyone involved with this industry. 
indeed the concern is huge but when we look at uh, the job losses or the jobs that are currently uh, being who currently at risk and then we also look at the reasoning behind the the, the banning the immediate banning of alcohol do you think it's a fair trade off I, I think the word fair will, will be acceptable in an event whereby we were consulted. And I think our plea for consultation was not necessarily to uh, twist the government's arm to see things our way, but just to get you know, a view from government as to the reasoning behind them wanting to uh, close down alcohol, as it were. We, 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 we were going to be satisfied with government sitting down with us and taking us through the modeling that led to them wanting to close alcohol. But most importantly, we've been trying to reach out to government for the past two to three months, wanting to work together with them, you know, to find, you know, common um, ground on coming up with solutions that we're going to address the issue of alcohol abuse and harm, which the government has highlighted, you know, results in my uh, trauma cases in hospitals. What is the issue that you understand? And like we always say, we are citizens before we are business people. So we understand you know, the, the government's need to preserve lives, but we just felt that you know, had we been consulted, we would have been able to advance you know, issues that would have preserved the livelihoods of, of the people that are involved in liquor. Okay, please explain to me how, how would you have preserved the, 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 the process had you been consulted? How was it going to make a difference? What is it that you were going to be able to implement? I ask this question purely because when lockdown started, alcohol was banned at that time. And then it came back under level three, but that was only for a couple of weeks. So what difference would you have been able to make had you been given the opportunity as uh, the National Liquor Traders Council to, cons- to, to be consulted by the powers that be or the government before the actual ban? So, so Patricia, what happened was, so obviously when we went to the first lockdown, everyone was asked in the country you know, to, to support the government's initiative, to rally behind government you know, in preparing the... the, the the stage, as it were, uh, so that uh, come the, the storm that we're now facing, we are ready. So we were willing, we were prepared, you know, to sacrifice the, the three or four weeks, you know, as part of, you know, active citizenry, but also as part of us being responsible business people. So we didn't have a problem with that. And now we we then sent, uh, when we when we opened for, for, for level three, we then sent some conditions to government to say, we are willing uh, to, 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 to play an active role in ensuring that the COVID-19 regulations in our training spaces are respected. But not only that, we'll go as far as to trade only in off-premise, meaning that people will not come and sit down in our taverns, but they'll only be able to purchase their liquor and take it and drink it at home. And our taverns also invested their own money in ensuring that you know, there is a compliance you know, overall in terms of having masks, uh, sanitizers, and also ensure that the 1.5 meter social distancing is also observed. So we followed all of that and we complied fully. So for government then to then turn their back on us, you know, we have rallied behind their call for responsible consumption of alcohol and also trading and also for compliance COVID-19. We were expecting that since we played our part, you know, as, as, as honest uh, social partners, they would have come back to us and say, guys, here is the issue that we, we, we seem to be having with alcohol. What do you suggest we do? 
or if maybe we do not find common ground, the government would have said, based on the models that you know we've developed, we foresee that if we do not take action against alcohol, this will be the end stage. So we really expected government that they will collaborate with us, with us like we did in the first stage of the lockdown. And that didn't happen. You know, so that, that remains a concern for us that, you know, we have government that, you know, seem to be able to take decisions without consulting all the stakeholders. But at expense of one million livelihoods, we would like to say that that is an unfair and uncaring attitude on the government side. We are talking to Lakin Dimane, who is a national conveyor for the National Liquor Traders Council. And uh, the topic at hand is that one million jobs are at immediate risk due to the alcohol ban sale. Now, um, if you you work in the industry or if your livelihood has been affected, please do call in on 011-714-4045. Share your experience with us or even ask your questions because like in Dimane would be able to answer them around this particular topic. The alternative number is 011-714-3945 or 0891-104207. You can SMS us on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. I've got a WhatsApp here from Donald and uh, Donald Mamboma who is in Rustenburg. Donald says, good evening, Patricia and the A-team. Hi, Donald. He says that the ban of alcohol sale is having a serious negative impact on us who are working in beer manufacturing industry and the whole chain system. Jobs are on the line as we speak. Lucky, this is very, very serious. And it's very heartbreaking, the fact that this, the, the trade-off, yes, we are looking at lives, but there's also livelihoods here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know it's very sad and and, and good evening to to Torah where 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 he is and and his family. So we 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 have occurring uh, partners in our manufacturers, um, SAB, Distal, Heineken, Diageo, and they, they've opened up you know their, their space for us as as, as travelers to to really engage with them. But I understand that Ronald works in the manufacturing space, and I know that you know the CEOs in their weekly forums and their daily uh, engagements are working hard to avert the, 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 the job losses in that in that space. But I think they have done their part. I think now it's, a, it's government's time, you know, to also come to the party and look at ways in which this can be mitigated. And it can be mitigated by simple ways like, you know, allowing alcohol to be sold, but maybe impose stricter conditions, you know, like a curfew over weekend, uh, trading from Monday to Thursday like it was the case because most of the cases that were raised were happening over the weekend when uh, our our outlets were closed. So the issue was, you know, around the illicit uh, trading of alcohol, which seems to take hold, you know, over the weekend. So we feel that government could also come with, uh, you know, a solution from their side to stem that. Obviously, with our support, we stand, you know, towards the government in ensuring that, you know, liquor is consumed responsibly. Uh, and also that, you know, jobs are protected, like Donald, uh, uh, I mean, said what's up. You know, he's got every right to be worried, but I can say that, you know, from my conversation with the CEOs, they are doing whatever it takes to preserve the jobs. And I think it's government's uh, uh, task now to also do the same, but their current attitude points at, you know, uh, wanting to shed those million jobs at all costs, which is deeply regrettable. 
Now, uh, Dr. Angelique Kutsia, who is the president of the South African Medical Association, said that it was important for government to look at uh, implementing measures that were less harsh. So she mentioned things like including limiting alcohol outlet times and tackling alcohol abuse head on. But what I want to find out from you, from your research as the National Liquor Traders Council, have you seen a correlation of the, 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 the alcohol sale and also the amount of people that get into hospitals or, or, due to the alcohol sale? Have you, have you done your research? Have you been able to look at this? Are you there, Lucky? Hi, hi, Patricia. Yes. So we, 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 we have actually interacted with uh, uh, Charles Perry, whose research actually led to the president making that call to, to an alcohol. And we've invited him to, 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 to have an engagement with us to understand his modeling. But importantly, because he is a director for the Medical Research Council, it means uh, in his research, he also has some recommendations that uh, would be helpful for the industry to consider. You know, and also taking into consideration that there's some causal factors and also nuances that talks to the South African environment, which we all need to understand. You know, issues around poverty, HIV and AIDS and gender-based violence, which are important issues to consider uh, when you're coming with initiatives that uh, tackle the issue of alcohol abuse. So we, 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 are, we are actively seeking partners you know, that, will, that will work with us as, 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 as liquor traders because we all want the solution to the schedule of alcohol abuse and harm. It's an age-old problem that we have been avoiding for a long time. And now it has caught up with us. I think it's about time that we face up to this uh, to this monster. It's not good that as a country we are seen as, you know, having the highest irresponsible consumption patterns uh, of any comparable country. And this needs to stop, but it requires all of us to come together, you know, and, and find a solution. We do not have a solution on our own, but we believe that, you know, with collaboration, we should be able to, uh, to, 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 to get past uh, this issue. Once and for all, you know, we've got as a country, I believe, you know, uh, almost like a, a, a bad relationship with alcohol. You know, not only do we take it for enjoyment, but I think we take it for other things as well that will lead to, you know, uh, a larger consumption that is required. And, you know, the, the, the sad part is that all of those always link back to the tavern. You know, if there's an accident somewhere, it always goes back. The tavern is responsible. We do not like to be associated with such. But we take full responsibility that the product that we sell is very sensitive and we take cognizance of that, that we all need to come to the party and make sure that, you know, we, we find a solution. I think the time for talking uh, ends now. We need now to, to, to find solutions. And we welcome all the social experts, you know, and, and, and behavioral scientists that uh, have worked in this space to, to reach out to us so that we can work together with them. We'll get funding for all these projects from the government pensioners who remain committed to assisting. Let me go to the lines. I've got uh, KGM who's in Kimberley. KGM, good evening. How are you? I'm very well. Good evening, Pat, and good evening to your guest and the listeners. Excellent. Look, uh, I wasn't going to call until your, your guest said something that triggered me to call. Uh, when you asked him how, how do we resolve this issue uh, of, of um, drunkenness, in, in the country, we, as we are known, you, you well articulated it. 
uh, we are the worst in, in, in the world. I mean, we shouldn't sugarcoat it. But you know, it's annoying for me as, as KGM being the captain of an industry. When I profit out of it, I don't call the nation and say this is a collective, uh, should be a collective effort. The nation must come and help uh, because I'm enjoying the profits. But when it comes to the social ills that are caused by my business, then I start talking to, to the nation. I think, my brother, it's just an upright, irresponsible statement. The second part is this. Uh, maybe this is an opportunity for us to go back, to go back to where we come from. Maybe let's stop this foreign imported uh, alcohols. Maybe you, uh, the captains of the industry, Start, start your own brewery here at home that is going to brew our home beer, home, beer, home brew. Let's have our own inventions here and stop this nonsense of importing these expensive alcohols that comes into our country just to take the money and go. Um, and, 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 and really, have, have not only legislation, but have it in heart that it, it, it's not just going to be lip service because you want your industry to be opened like you are saying it. I mean, I'll tell it to your to your face. You you saying it? I understand. It's hitting your pocket. It's mm-hmm. hitting the pocket of the employee. But you use the employees to keep on saying the, the industry is losing money. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, how much of this money that this guy is talking about? I mean, the bulk of this money is getting out of the country. The alcohol industry is not is what percentage? In fact, let me challenge you by my parting shot. What percentage do you guys own as our local people so that when we support you, we should know what is it that we are supporting? Otherwise, we're supporting FBEB and all these guys who are taking money out of our country and it's not working. Uh, Pat? Thank you very much, KGM. I hear your point and uh, very valid there because, uh, like, KGM is actually challenging uh, the, the thought process. Yes, the industry has, has, you know, got some jobs at risk, but also the industry is not entirely South African benefiting. Most of the money, he says, is going outside of the country, benefiting other bigger corporations. Is this the fact? And also, um, could you just respond to his, uh, his, his questions and his suggestions? Um, thank you. Uh, no, I welcome uh, KG's, uh, KGM, I'm sorry if I got it wrong, um, assertions. But maybe, maybe he joined the conversation uh, too late. I'm not representing the industry. I represent the small business owner in Halishiwe at the corner who's selling black label. I represent the 34,500 taverns in the country who contribute 34%. Uh, which is equivalent to 40 to 50 billion per year into the South African economy. I do not represent SAB. No, I, pre- I pretend to speak on behalf of DSTA or Diageo. So the issue of money flowing out of the country is outside of my domain. What I know is that our small business owners who are taverns and shipping holders across the country are responsible in their trading of alcohol and they should be commended for wanting to reach out to find solutions that not only affect them as Taverns or Shabin, but also uh, issues that affect the account. So I think we should be commented for that, but I, we cannot be held responsible and liable for, for economic decisions of 
the industry that uh, he, 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 he reckons take the man out of the country. I think that is not our domain. We do not want to be in that space. That's okay. not what we would like to, to discuss because we know nothing about Let me go to an SMS here that was sent by Zimele Ndlovu in Tuba Zimele says, Manduli, my uncle is a SAB truck driver and because of this ban, he is home without an income coming for for him and the whole family. This is very sad reality that a lot of people are facing. Steve Volvo in Cosmo, in Cosmo says, my heart is sore for the people who've lost their jobs, but it's better to lose jobs than lives due to alcohol, irresponsible consumption. But then how can you trust a drunk man to drink responsibly? It's impossible. And the government had to do what they had to, to preserve lives. I don't think there's any common ground. There are even if the liquor people were notified about the reban and then from untlagani pombata eskawini untlagani says evening patricia and the guest if i was government i would have started by reducing the number of hours of trading for example from 9 until 12 9 a.m until 12 p.m as well as reducing the number of days from four days a week to one by doing that people would see it as a warning to drink responsible and it wouldn't have impacted so badly on the economy can we respond to those uh, like Yes, I mean, let me just say uh, my, my heart goes out to the, 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 the gentleman who's uh, as a truck driver. Uh, like I said earlier, that you know we are in contact with, with manufacturers and they're trying whatever they can to ensure that you know they preserve the jobs. Uh, I think the, the the issue of striking a balance seems to be a, a notion that 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 sparks a lot of debate. And, and 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 I would like to I would like to say to due respect, the health of every citizen in the country matters, and I think that takes priority. We all are in agreement. Uh, just maybe to give you a, a, an example that's very personal. Two of our leaders in the association have just recovered from COVID nineteen, so this is affecting us as well. And we've got families that belong to you know some of the association members as well that have lost their lives and we send our actual condolences to them. So we are not trying to run away from the reality that's engulfing the country. But at the same time, we are saying, like one, the one, one I think SMS uh, mentioned, that government could have looked at ways in which they can reduce the trading hours. But we've also realized that when you reduce the trading hours, you are propping up the illicit uh, market where people then go and buy liquor in bulk and when illegal uh, taverns close, and then they go and start their own uh, business elsewhere. So this requires, you know, uh, an effort by the entire society. We're not seeking to burden the society that they need to be the police officers of people that are drinking irresponsibly. But as we know, uh, back in the days, tavern owners used to be the leaders in their society, and we 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 are calling for that, you know, for that attitude, for that caring uh, behavior on the part of Tavis and also communities to come together for the common good of fighting firstly the COVID-19 because it's ravaging um, our people. And if we're not careful, uh, it, it's going to take us into a direction that we don't want to go into. But importantly as well is to preserve the livelihood. One million people losing their jobs. If we were to look at an average of just three people dependent on those livelihoods, 
then it means you've got four million uh, stomachs that will not be able to put anything. That is a big worry for us. But we are then saying to them, let us find the common ground. But the common ground does not necessarily have to favor us as tyrants, but let it be something that is a workable solution. Already as a country, a high unemployment. You know, and if you compound that to the four million in the liquor industry, and you look at the six million that was part of the UIF claimant, now all of a sudden, in less than four months, you've got 10 million people that will be out of the job. And those people are linked to livelihoods. So meaning that the country in no time will actually be sitting at 80% poverty rate, which is unacceptable. But we feel that something can be done to avert this. And government needs to seriously consider uh, lifting the suspension on alcohol ban, coming up with solutions that will respect the livelihood of the workers that are connected to alcohol and the entire value chain, but also respecting the health facilities and the health workers of our country who are the heroes uh, in this period that we are, we are going through. Let me go back to uh, my uh, voice notes here um, and then we'll see what our listeners have to say. Good evening, Patricia. I think we should just forgive the ANC government. Uh, these people, they are confused because they, are my, they don't know what to do now. I don't, I don't know how, what, what next they are going to ban. They are running away from the responsibility to run the country. They decide to ban things. How is that going to help? Banning things. I, I, I think we should just forgive them. This is Colan. All right, Skolana says, forgive them. <laughs> Let me go to this. Uh, now, um, Lincoln in Emelo says, I think the main concern was that despite the alcohol industry following rules, the negative statistics from both law enforcement and health workers as a result of alcohol consumption were also leading us to a worse situation than we are right now. And then uh, either than that one, yeah, I think that's the one I'm going to close off with. <laughs> Lucky, it's really a catch-22 situation that we find ourselves in in the country. Jobs are being lost, livelihoods versus lives, and that's where we sit. Just as you close in 30 seconds, Lucky, what are your parting shots? We will send the letter to the president as um, the National uh, Liquor Traders Council and also as the Liquor Traders Association of South Africa and also as the restaurant industry of South Africa, uh, led by by Ms. Albert, to say to uh, the president, please consider opening alcohol. Let's look at the conditions that will be favorable for the transmission of liquor to be suspended, uh, to be uplifted. Right now, we're sitting with a situation where we don't even know when the suspension is going to be uh, lifted. So we need clarity so that we can be able to plan our lives. And this is in the hands of the president to make it happen. We are confident that he's going to do the right thing and he's going to respond to our letter uh, for that meeting that we're going to decide on the conditions that will be suitable for the liquor to be opened. Thank and you very much, that, Lucky. That will happen in less than three weeks. Thank you very much, Lucky. Unfortunately, I need to cut you there. We appreciate your time. We need to move on to the news. Thank you very much. Let's go to Kanyisi Lemanyoni in the newsroom.